0: me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me, and it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. I am Joel Mahalik, your host of the festivities here tonight on the program. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate you being here. I should mention that this is a this has been recorded with the live studio audience. So, the chat room is not open today. My apologies, scheduling things come up, but I want to make sure I'm here, that the show is here when we say the show is going to be here. When I say I'm going to be here, I want to be here. And so sometimes it's live and sometimes it's Memorax. And tonight is one of those nights, but I'm glad you're here. Very glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. And if you want to get in touch with the show... Find out more about me and the program, visit me at joelmahalik.com. That's where it's happening, man. joelmahalik.com. Facebook, I'm at JM Talk, and Twitter, I'm at WQYB Radio, the other outlets, because we can communicate on all these different social media platforms, right? So, again, thanks for being here. Remember, you can always stop by Spreaker.com, link is also at JoelMahalik.com, and you can listen on demand to all the previous programs, and that's where you can go if you want to listen to the audio. It's also available on iTunes, so you can listen on the go, and that's how we do that. So, welcome, hello everybody, and how are we doing this week? How are we doing this week? It's been a really long week, and I know some of my listeners out there can relate to just how long of a week this has been, and I'm sort of glad that it's over. Not quite sure if I'm ready to turn over for Monday tomorrow, but... A lot of these memes that I see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram come back to me on Sundays. All these different memes about how bad it is that Monday is right around the corner. Monday is just some clock strokes away. But anyway, let's talk about today. Let's talk about today, the moment right now. And there's a couple days that I want to talk about. um, A couple days. Today, I want to talk about a couple of celebratory days. Uh, One is Zipper Day. Uh, I, this is one of the ones, I want to discuss two of them, this is one of the ones where I go, why is there a day for this? You know, like, why is there a day for zippers? Because somebody thought that it was easy to take zippers for granted. Granted. I should say granted. Granite granite. It's so easy and becoming widespread, they say, that people take it, uh, you know, they're taking the zippers for granted that we need a zipper day. On every April 29th. So that's the one that goes, what? Why? The other one I want to tell you about today is uh, also every April 29th is World Wish Day. And, you know, this sort of came out of, um, well, let me give you a quick overview of the story. Seven-year-old leukemia sufferer, Chris and I hope I pronounced that right, always longed to become a police officer. And when police heard about this, they wanted to help, and they granted his wish. So Chris was a police officer for one day on the 29th of April in 1980. Others had heard about this, and they thought that granting wishes for sick children was a great idea, so the Make-A-Wish Foundation was founded and became one of the best-known children's charities in the world. And this led to World Wish Day, the anniversary of the day that the police granted Chris his wish to be a police officer. It's a very touching story. If you don't know it, you can look it up uh, and find out more about it. But that is why... We celebrate World Wish Day today, a very great charity, a very great cause, and in this case, opposite of Zipper Day, this is a great celebration that deserves a National Day of the Year, if not just deserves more. This is something we should be living in this every day, and at least with the way our lives are so humdrum and so busy, we at least have this National Day set aside, So we can stop and hopefully think about people like that since we're not doing it every other day. But amazingly, Make-A-Wish Foundation does think about this every day and it's World Wish Day for them every day of the year. So I wanted to get that out of the way for today, giving you what we're celebrating today. It's become a tradition very early on on the Joel Mahalik Show. So there you have it. Now, several weeks ago, may have even been the debut show, talked about distracted driving. And I, I feel like there's I feel like there's a couple of things that will become a pattern on the program. And one of those things will be driving, driving in general. Or lack thereof. Distracted driving, moronic driving, stupid driving. So this is like, this is going to be like, here's your regular update. Guess what? Ding, ding, ding. People still don't know how to drive out there. People still worry me when I'm on the road. It is amazing to me. It is amazing to me how, how many people... Do not pay attention to the rules of the road, the laws of the road, common sense, and it's just, it it drives, listen, it drives me a little bit crazy. I'm here to tell you folks, I am here to tell you right here on the show that I am getting a little crazy having to deal with people on the roadways. It, it, it's not fair. And if you're one of these people, then I'm talking right to you. Again, and as usual, no turn signals, changing. There were changing lanes. Let me tell you something. The other day, I'm going down the road, and in front of me, I'm on a three-lane highway. In in front of me, someone on the far left, someone on the far right. I'm in the center. Both of them wanted to get to the opposite. And they crisscrossed, I don't know how we weren't all involved in an accident. No turn signal, no warning, and traffic was slowing on all lanes when this happened. Slowing. How do we not all have a major, major issue here? I... And I, I have to wonder, where are the police? And let me tell you something. just because you're in a community like a, like a, a home a housing development, that doesn't mean you don't have to pay attention to the rules of the road because you do. even more so. There's a reason that there's reduced speed limits in communities. Children are playing. People are walking their their uh, dogs. Life is trying to go on. And when it's 15 miles an hour and you're doing in excess of 40, you're ignoring the stop signs, and this also goes for non-drivers, okay? Equal consideration. So, if you're a child who's playing, riding a bike, okay, someone walking the dog, you have to be considerate as well. And what I mean by that is, for an example, in my community, there is a there's one of our roads that is like it's an it, it's an incline. It, it's it's a pretty good incline for a roadway. So, at the this incline comes down. And then dead ends, it's like a T. Not dead ends, but it's a T. So you come down, you're at a T, there is a home on the T, and then you can go left or right. So what happens is, at the T, there's a stop sign at the bottom of the hill at the T, but it's a one-way stop. There's no stop sign for traffic going left and right. So there are kids, I don't know where they live in the community, but... They ride their bikes when it's warm. They ride their bikes, and they come speeding. I guess they get up all kinds of speed. Hey, look, I did it when I was a kid on a bicycle. I get it. I did it when I was a kid, and I crashed my skull into a Cadillac that was parked because I wasn't paying attention. But anyway, so they'll get they'll get up speed, and they will speed down this hill, flying right, right through the T and into the, the, the neighbor's yard. So imagine that that you're coming down the street, you're driving down the street, and in front of you, you got to slam your brakes on. Hopefully, you're paying attention because kids on bikes are just zooming by you in front of you, no regard. So it's this—it's it's a relationship. We all live together in this community, and every community, people they 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 come together, they live in these communities, and everyone has to be considerate for each other that includes the people that are driving the 2,000-pound bullets and the people that are not. If you're playing basketball, you don't intentionally block a roadway or an intersection. Let traffic pass. So, I, I don't know what's going on out there. But it's not getting any better from the last time I reported it. Except that it drives me more and more crazy. And I become more concerned about having to go out and drive. I'm not worried about me. I'm very cautious. My wife would say it's slow. I call it cautious. But it's the other people that I I worry about. And then I have to be more alert. I'm sure people out there can relate, right? We, We have to be more alert to compensate for our driving and compensate for... The people that aren't paying attention, the people that are texting or doing their hair, swerving. (laughs) I was behind a guy the other day that was swerving. I know he was texting. He was all over the two-lane blacktop in front of me. And so I slowed down. Because taking that extra caution, I don't want to be behind somebody who's gearing up to wipe out. I don't want them taking me with them. So driving is just not improving. I I would hope that it does, but it's not. There are more important things in life. Be safe. Arrive alive. That's what I like to say. Slow down. Don't text and drive. Arrive alive. Get to where you're going. There are more important things. This past week, speaking of more important things, this past week, uh, my wife and I met my wife's half-sister, whom she had never met. And if you're into genealogy, if you think it's really cool, I do, i really enjoy genealogy i i i worked a big genealogy project for my father's side of the family and then i collaborated with my aunt regarding my mother's side of the family it's and it's a lot of fun and it's very emotional you learn some things about your family and uh, i helped my wife with some of hers she She knew she had a half-sister. She was looking for her for a long time. Her half-sister was looking for her for a long time. And we finally actually got together to meet last week. And it was really cool. These are important moments. And these are moments that you can't replace or cherish them. Get those pictures, man. Cherish these moments. You know what, if you like genealogy, here's what you do. Find one of the elders in your family. You know, for me right now, I I have a couple, my father's cousins. If your grandparents are still alive, even better. And have conversations with them. And ask them about the old days. I mean, it's fascinating the stories they tell you. It's fascinating. Seek out, find your family. Seek them out, make contact with them. Start building your family tree. Cherish these moments. Cherish these moments. It was a uh, surreal experience, and I was uh, I was glad that I was able to um, share. In that moment, with uh, with my wife. So, if you if you have an interest in it, I mean, you you just you start chipping away and cracking at this and finding out this, and you just start uncovering all these awesome things. So, and another great thing to do too is if you can talk to some of the. Um, Older people in your family, a cool thing to do would be to videotape them or audio tape them. And that way you have that. And then, you know, years down the road, you can uh, listen again. You can share as your children grow up. Hey, you never met your great grandfather, but watch this. This is, you know, we, we actually did a family interview with him. The cool stuff where you can really bring technology together with the old days. But, as I said, more important things. So let's all try to get along together. So we, so we can do these things. I know I'm kind of like, I'm bridging two different things there, but... Uh, it's important for me that you're all safe. Everybody. And that's how we should all be. We should all be concerned about one another. Look what happened this past Friday. Well, Thursday night, Friday. Depends on how you look at it on the other side of the world. North and South Korea have come together to end the Korean War. And as Kim Jong Un said, we're all the same people. So that, that's a moment. Did you even know that? That's big news this week. Well, it, it could it should be bigger news, but unfortunately, not everybody was giving it much more than a look. Which just, just, I just don't even get that. But when I hear, believe me, you. We're not here to talk about the news media. But it is an important piece of history to share with you if you did not know that North and South Korea got together. The two leaders, they had a summit. And that's really something I didn't think I would see in my lifetime based on what I know about the history over there. So cool stuff, right? Right. Okay. Anyway. So... Tonight on the program, we got coming up. I want to talk about uh, uh, kids, students, and clocks. Uh, really weird stuff, and 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 that's gonna uh, that's gonna segue us into probably a, a couple different bullet points in one conversation. Uh, also, I want to talk to you uh, about something really interesting. If you stay in hotel rooms, you might want to hear about this. As it were, hackers in hotel rooms, you're not gonna like this. Plus, we have the Wombat of the Week coming up later on. That's something to look forward to, and all this and more coming up, but first, this break. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Welcome back. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik saying, hey, thanks for joining me here on a Sunday night, taking some time out. And maybe you're not here on a Sunday night. Maybe you're here on a Monday morning or a Wednesday afternoon because you're over here picking up the broadcast, the on demand from joelmahalik.com, where everything is revealed to you as far as the Joel Mahalik Show. Follow me at Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. So, uh, about the ad that we just heard, uh, Texting and Driving, which as we just finished the conversation before the break, I think you you can feel, I think you get a gist of how I feel about Texting and Driving, distracted driving in general. But I wanted to, I was doing some work before this weekend trying to change the ad because as much as I believe in Texting and Driving... I wanted to get some attention to uh, anti-bullying. Because uh, I'm disgusted with anyone who bullies people. Whether it's bullying in school, bullying adults, cyberbullying, all of it. It just... uh, (laughs) I'm fed up with it. What surprised me was... That the ad council, who we work with on the show... To bring these PSAs and these ads do not have anything for radio for anti-bullying. They have two TV spots, no radio. And I was looking outside that box, and I actually found a website, and I realized after the fact, as I was getting ready to download something, that it was from Australia. Australia has a PSA site up for anti-bullying with uh, dozens of radio ads on it. And I did not grab one of them because obviously it takes you to Australian websites. We're talk- and, and my focus was here in the United States where it's, you know, a big enough problem here, let alone around the rest of the world. I mean, it would almost, almost probably be okay to run that ad from Australia. So I have an email out to the Ad Council to see what the deal there is. But uh, so you know... I was also trying to change it up, too, because it's like every week we're listening to the texting and driving uh, PSA, and I understand that can get stagnant, so I was looking for something else, and I wanted to target bullying because, you know, this past week, the New York Yankees, which are not my baseball team, I'm a Phillies fan, but the New York Yankees put out this video that went viral in response to a viral video by a Uh, fourth grade girl from Pennsylvania who was being bullied in school she went on to social media and did a video about the bullying which was very brave and then the New York Yankees responded and I thought that was really cool of the Yankees to do that and I have gained respect for them different from I mean I, I, I respect sports I respect every team But I have a newfound respect for the New York Yankees for doing that. And I posted on Facebook because I wanted to know why did none of the Philadelphia teams, I mean, I'm sorry, any of the Pennsylvania teams, think to do something like that? Now I know, I'm, I, I, when I think about that, when I, when, I, when I look back on that statement that I just made, and I did re-review that in my head, how would they know? I mean, this is just something really unique that the Yankees did. And so after I posted, and I didn't, I didn't retract it, but after I posted and tagged every Pennsylvania sports team in my post, I did realize, how would they know to do that? This is just, for some reason, somebody stumbled on that video Whether they were in the Yankees organization or somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that knew somebody in the Yankees organization. However it happened, it happened. And the Yankees did that. And so I do realize that my expectation may have been out of whack of having all the Pennsylvania teams, or at least one Pennsylvania team, stepping up. Because I was originally looking at it like, wow, look what the Yankees did. Where is the Pennsylvania teams? Where are, listen to my grammar. (laughs) Where are the Pennsylvania teams? Why are they not stepping up? And that probably is not a fair statement to say. So I understand that now. And I have a lot of respect for the Yankees for what they did. So, I am working on targeting Some Getting some anti-bullying campaigns... For... The program. FYI. So... You know, there's this thing going around... Called... Hashtag adultin'. And... Obviously, it's... People who are adults... Who seem to be learning how to do things for themselves... For the first time in their 30s. So... I, I'm sorry, I have no sympathy for you. I have no sympathy for that whole campaign. Uh, there are now, because of that, some places are starting to have adulting classes. And then I see something like this, and this is coming from across the pond. Here's a story from across the pond in, uh, in England. Schools are removing analog clocks from exam halls because teenagers, quote-unquote, cannot tell the time. It says, schools are removing analog clocks from examination halls because teenagers are unable to tell the time. Teachers are now installing digital devices after pupils uh, sit in for their GCSE and A-level exams complain that they were struggling to read the correct time on an analog clock. So, this has been a problem for a while, and I talked about it on this show. I talked about it on my previous, on my show, on my previous radio life. It's this trend that keeps getting worse. And I read a story like this, and I say, they can't tell time who is failing these kids. Who is failing these kids? How do you not teach somebody how to, how to how to read an analog clock? How do you not learn how to read an analog clock? I mean, I, I just don't... I, I don't understand it. I don't know when or where it started. Probably, if you look at some older technology, such as the LCD watch, LCD clocks, LCD uh, alarm clocks, LED alarm clocks. We've allowed that piece of technology to dumb down humans. Because years later, we have kids that cannot read an analog clock. They're saying they want their students to feel as relaxed as possible. To me, that's another way of saying we want to coddle them instead of teaching them. Instead of getting rid of the clocks, why don't you teach them how to read an analog clock? It's not that hard. And maybe, maybe I feel like it's not that difficult because by nature, I am a teacher. I like to teach... I was almost going to be a teacher. So maybe that has something to do with my nature. I don't know. But we can teach them how to read these clocks. If can, this is just a, a sign of it getting worse and worse and worse. We have we have teenagers and young adults that can't open cans of food with a manual can opener. They can't they can't read an analog clock. Can't operate a VCR. Can't peel a potato. Can't change the trash. Can't cook. And these are people that will, in one way or another, lead in in 5, 10, 15 years They'll be leading businesses. They'll be leading politics, guiding policy. And they can't change the roll of paper towels. Don't know how to do their laundry. We need to have home economic classes. We have to take the focus off of these aptitude tests and put the focus back on teaching. That's what we need to do. And I read a statistic not too long ago that said 38% of schools have done away with home economic classes. And meanwhile, we have this epidemic Of teenagers and young adults that don't know how to do anything beyond using a uh, cell phone, a mobile device, a game system, surfing the web. Can't drive. So what do we do? Do we teach them how to drive? Do we teach them how to drive and not use these devices, these smartphones and stuff while they're driving? No. We make cars that will self-park... Self-drive, apply the brakes if you're not paying attention and it senses something. That's, that has become the solution. Our kids are uncomfortable because they can't read these clocks. What do we do? Let's put digital clocks up so it spells it out for them. Cannot have them being challenged. These are the wrong responses to the problem. These are not solutions at all. This is craziness, and we have to do something about that. We we, we have to turn the tables. And I'm not, I I am not uh, being derogatory towards teachers. Teachers, hardworking people. I'm being derogatory towards the system. There used to be a time where teachers were allowed to teach, and now they can't. Their hands are tied by the system. These kids have to pass tests now. That's what they have to do. They have to pass tests. So we teach them less, and, and what we are putting all of our focus on is teaching them how to pass that test. Meanwhile, we have the dumbest kids in the world in this nation. And apparently, uh, not just in this nation, England's not doing much better because their teenagers can't read analog clocks. I'm sorry, boo hoo, man. Boo hoo. And they don't know how to do this and they don't know how to do that. And because of the way we made such radical changes and allowed technology to, to get into their lives, kids today don't know all the things we... They, they don't know that there was only three or five channels on the television. They have no idea what a rabbit ear is. They have no idea the of the enjoyment and frustration of adjusting rabbit ears until the picture came in so you can see it more clearly on the television. Kids today don't know about the first cable television remote controls, which was on a 15-foot wire. And it wasn't some nice little thin thing that was in the palm of your hand. It was the size of a, a half of a cereal box. Kids don't know what it meant to dial a phone that had a rotary instead of push button. Kids today don't know the the joy of having to have a private telephone conversation by grabbing the phone in the kitchen that had the 50 foot coiled cord on it and go sit on the basement steps and shut the basement door. And that was your private conversation. you know, we've, we've made techn- te- I, technology, technology is, is fine when it's useful. But I think technology has just gotten into too many areas where it makes life too simplistic. And in some places, some ways it's made life so simplistic that you have snowflakes who break down and cry when they can't deal with what you and I look at as a very minute issue so we created these problems I often wonder if somebody would ever just say enough enough is enough with technology. We, let's slow down. Let's slow down. So, I mean, that's my thoughts on that. And would love to hear yours, man. Joel Radio at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts. Post them on Facebook. What do you think, if you're from my generation or older, What do you think, tell me something that you did back in the 60s or 70s or 80s that kids today have no idea about? What's that thing that you have that you can think of that makes you say, you know what, kids today have no idea? No idea. Kids today have no idea. And tell me about it, because I would love to know would absolutely love to know. And then obviously this is something I think that we're going to open up more on the show about. Obviously, we're going to have we're going to see more about it because I'm working on a web series geared right towards these types of young adults and teenagers. So we're going to have more conversation about this. We're going to talk more about this in various ways on the show so we can revisit it especially if I get your thoughts down too so stop on by post it on Facebook send me an email and that's how we do that okay so (laughs) where are we at now paper strewn all over the broadcast desk here so when I come back from break obviously later on we have uh, Wombat of the Week coming up and I got a good one for you this week. Also, if I remember correctly, I think last week I said I had a joke. It's a little risque, but I heard it on the radio, and I thought, wow, that's a really funny joke. So I will try to relay that to you. It's sort of like a mini story. So I'm going to tell you that because I promised it last week. I'm pretty sure. Also, uh, I want to talk to you, speaking of technology, I want to talk to you briefly before Wombat about uh, hackers in hotel rooms, and you're surely not going to like that. And that's all coming up right after this. So I use my computer every day. not even sure how i get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. Welcome back. Hey, I'm Joel Mahalik, and it's awesome to see you over there on the other side of the internet. Hello. Way back. What's going on, man? All right. Hey, I want to give a shout out right now to uh, a friend of mine. If you have a small business, medium business, whatever, if you have a business and you want to get some marketing going, Okay. You need a marketing campaign. Maybe your marketing campaign is, isn't working for you. I want you to just check out. Just talk to my friend Jacob Smith. Okay. Very, very smart gen. Extremely smart. And you would be very surprised what he might be able to do for you. Okay. So, um, I just want you to reach out to him and talk to me. You need marketing Go see Jacob Smith, the marketer. Visit him at jacobasmiththemarketer.com. All right? So go visit my friend, will you, if you need some marketing and get that straightened out. Hackers. Let me tell you something. Those who know me, or maybe I mentioned it before. I probably mentioned it before because there's so much technology I talk about. Do you ever wonder why? It's because I'm in the technology field. That's what I do for a living. I, this is my hobby, and I love all of you, and that's why I'm here doing this. But my other passion, uh, my full-time passion, is is technology. Well, here's some really crazy stuff that came out from security researchers. They have built a master key that exploits a design flaw in a very popular and very widely used hotel electronic lock system allowing unfettered access to every room in the building so let me put that in a different perspective for you i'm gonna watch my time here let me put that in a different perspective for you like anything else they hack and exploit that means there is an exploit there's an exploit there's an exploit there's a flaw okay (laughs) a security flaw in this package that Over 90% of hotels use for these electronic locks on their doors. The lock system known as Vision by Vingard and built by Swedish lock manufacturer Asa Abloy is used in more than 42,000 properties in 166 countries amounting to millions, millions of hotel rooms as well as garages, uh, storage units. I mean, this software is not just for the electronic hotel key locks. It's for electronic locks. So, this security company was able to figure out this flaw and actually build a key that they tested on, on rooms in a couple of hotels and opened doors. And that's how this works, right? This is how the background works in cybersecurity. These companies... Spend their day... Ethically hacking. So they can figure out the flaws and get them fixed. They didn't do this to say... Haha, your software sucks. They did this so they can say... Fix your software. But think about that for a second, folks. When's the last time you were in a hotel... You went to a hotel and they gave you a key. I Okay... For the for the younger for the younger squad here, an actual key, a metal key. When's the last time that happened? Because I frankly don't remember. I do not recall when that happened. When that change ever happened, but it's like anything else, right? It's not secure. Your credit card's not secure. Your bank accounts aren't secure, your internet's not secure, your social media's not secure, your email's not secure, and the hotel room you're staying in is not secure. This gives new meaning to when you're staying at a hotel. Okay, if you're out and about, can't do much about that, but when you're in that room sleeping for the benefit of you and or your family, you need to put that deadbolt on. I mean, how many... How many people could get their hands on this technology and just go around in hotels in the middle of the night in the middle of the night and rip you off while you're sleeping? It's possible. Don't say it's not. It is. It is. It is. I submit that we go back to using regular key and deadbolts. That's not an unreasonable request. Again, technology just getting too big for its britches. If I owned a motel or hotel and I sold it, boom. Electronic keys, out. Start putting locksmith back into business a little bit. Smith. Man, remember that word? Locksmith, silversmith, blacksmith. Yeah. Trades. So I just want you to be wary about this problem. Because when you're talking about 166 countries, okay, and 42,000 properties, like anything else, this is not going to be patched overnight. So you... uh, just be just be wary about it you know it's it's a terrible thing the technology has gotten to that point in everything we do and I can sit here and complain about it as I'm doing and then I'll walk right out of this studio and I'll and I will engage technology it's not that I mean we just there's nowhere else to go like the cloud people say well I don't trust the cloud. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't fully trust the cloud. But what are you going to do? Technology is pushing us against these walls. You can dislike different things about technology, but it's not slowing down. It is not slowing down. It's just the facts. So, Okay. I've troubled you with scary stories about technology and stories about how we're failing the children and the youth. So before I do the Wombat of the Week, which is obviously stupid people doing stupid things, I told you I would tell you a joke last week. A risque risque joke. Not Not a dirty joke per se, but a risque joke. Let's see if I can remember how this goes. So this guy... Gets himself a new job at a deli. And so he comes home from work after the first day, and his wife says, well, dear, how did you like working at the deli? He says, I loved it. I really enjoy this work. I really like working at the deli. He says, but I I do have an, an, an issue. She says, what? He says, I I had this overwhelming feeling all day. I could not shake this urge to to stick my penis into the pickle cutter. His wife says, whoa whoa, 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 what? She says, honey, you can't think like this. That's dangerous. He says, I know. She said, we got to get you some help. She says, we're going to get you some help. We're going to go see a psychiatrist. So they take him to a psychiatrist, and he says, what seems to be the problem? The guy says, well, Doc, I've been working at this deli for about a week now. He says, and, and I've, I've tried. I can't shake this urge. I'm going to stick my penis into the pickle cutter. And the doctor says, well, that's that, that, that's not good at all. He says, here's what we're going to do. First of all, I want you to take this prescription, get it filled. These pills will help. They'll help ease your mind. He says, here's a list of some mind over matter exercises I want you to practice. And he says, and I want you to see, and he sends them to a psychologist to talk about this problem. He says, and come back and see me in two weeks and let's see how you've progressed. He says, okay, so him and his wife leave. Two weeks go by, he comes back to the psychiatrist's office. And the doctor says, well, he says, uh, how are things going? And the, the the guy says, well, he says, Doc, he says, I tried. He said, I took the pills. I did the mind over matter. He said, I tried. And it's just the the urge is just has taken over, and I did it. I, I stuck my penis in the pickle cutter, the pickle slicer. The doctor grabs his face and says, oh, my God. He says, uh, "What happened?" The guy says, "Well, I got fired." And the doctor says, "No, I'm not talking about that." And he points down at his junkie. Says, "I'm talking. What happened with the pickle slicer?" And he says, "Oh yeah, she got fired too." <laughs> uh, well, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I thought I did pretty good remembering that too. By the way, <laughs> as I see it. <laughs> All right, the pickle slice. I don't know. From time to time, I might tell you a joke. This is it's. This is my party, right? This is my party, and I'll I'll talk about what I want to talk about. So, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, wombat of the week. Let me tell you about wombat of the week. In case you're new to the show, the show. If you're new to the show, I ran out of liquid to drink, and I can feel it. So I hope I can make these last few minutes. <laughs> this show might be a tad short. <laughs> But, let me tell you about this. The, the idea for Wombat of the Week actually comes from uh, a show on FGRN.net called The Bear Fan Ron Show. It's actually a spin-off. The idea was born from Ask Clown of the Week over there. So, Wombat of the Week is quite simply news stories of stupid people doing stupid things. And the reason I call them wombats, because, you know, wombats are nice, furry little creatures, and they look so cute. Now, these... I get this because I had a science teacher in high school who divided his class into two types of people. They were either scholars, lucky enough I was a scholar, and I have the proof, it's in my yearbook, and wombats. And so that's why I've taken this furry creature, to use it in a derogatory way, because it's, uh, it's, it's my... It's my, I'm paying homage to Mr. Gatchel. So uh, so what you do is, you send me, you can send emails in. You can submit news stories of stupid people doing stupid things several ways. You can send it to me on Facebook Messenger at JMtalk. You can email it to me at joelmahalickradio at gmail.com. You can send it to wombat at joelmahalick.com. All these different ways. And then right now what I do is I take all these submissions and I review them and I read them. I do a lot of laughing. I do a lot of head scratching. I do a lot of face plants into the palm of my hand. But I read them all and currently I pick the best one and bring it to the show. It's going to evolve. In another week or two, I'll probably bring you two. Start doing double winners. What I would like to do, starting maybe in the fall. if We get enough people gathered on the live show in the chat room. We'll do like three, and then I'll let you guys vote on the winner. Um, like a poll. So that's that's the intent for that. But anyway, so here is this week's Wombat of the Week winner. Uh, Canadian who posted drug smuggling trip on Instagram sentenced. How about that? I, I, I don't understand people. I really don't. One of the two Canadian women who documented a lavish cruise trip to Australia on Instagram as a front for smuggling cocaine has been sentenced to at least four and a half years in prison. Melina Roberge, along with two accomplices, had embarked on a round-the-world cruise, taking in a number of exotic locations before the 210-pound haul was discovered on their cruise ship when it docked in Sydney. Robert broke down in tears as the sentence was read out. I was meant to just be there and look like I was on holiday and look, look like a cover for everyone else, says the 24-year-old Canadian. I am really sorry. I should have thought about the consequences and not what I would have gotten for it. So, uh, <laughs> this, is what I'm, this is what I don't understand. And this is not the first time in either Ass Clown of the Week or Wombat of the Week, that somebody who posted on, on social media, any social media platform, their wrongdoings as they were doing them, ended up getting snagged. The stupidity of it all is overwhelming. Why, if you are committing some sort of crime, would you document it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or whatever else. Why would you do that? Do you think the arm of the the arm of the law the 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 arm of the law is that short because it's not? Another big piece that came out this week if you're paying attention. They caught the Golden State killer. 40 years later. And they did it with DNA. They took DNA from one of the investigations way back when, and they found a way to pair it up using technology with somebody they felt really strongly about. Turned out to be an ex cop. But what I'm saying is, I'm just using that example. I'm not saying that example, like, you know, obviously, if you're committing a crime, you're leaving DNA. If you're killing and raping people, you're leaving DNA. What I'm talking about is, Today, with technology and law enforcement, the arm of the law has gotten much longer. It has gotten much longer. So, the problem is most people don't realize about social media. You post something, this stuff is not going away. It's there to stay. And that's what people are not realizing. Even if you delete it, it's somewhere... And so I think, based on this week's wombat, it's a pretty bad idea to document your crimes on Instagram or any social media. It's just not a good idea. Uh, anyway, but wow, I wonder if the drug, if, if, if the drug trade or whatever they were involved in actually was paying for that I mean a a, a around the world cruise I'd be in my glory over something like that truly I would so there you have it folks that's your Wombat of the Week and send me your submissions at wombat at joelmaholic.com and that way maybe yours will make it to the air and then you have all the bragging rights to go to work on the next day on Monday and say hey I sent a story in. It got voted on. I am the king this week of Wombat of the Week. Hashtag WOTW. So there you have it. And if you're going to post it on the Facebook page, hashtag it that way, please. WOTW, Wombat of the Week. So that way it will make it easier for us to find it. Okay, so uh, let's see. Just got done talking so much about the social media and the website and all. I'm not sure how to close out, but I'm gonna. I am gonna close out. So I'm gonna remind you about Facebook at Jam Talk, about Twitter at WQIB Radio, and the website JoelMaholik.com. And remember, you can go there. Right on the front page is where the shows are listed: the past shows, the present show that's running now. And you can also use that player as a link back to Spreaker so you can share episodes, download them, put them on disk. Click the share button and share them to your friends, share them to your enemies. And that's how that's done. In the meantime, though, it looks like spring has finally come out from under the blankets. So get out there and enjoy the weather and get out there and socialize with your neighbors. Be nice to one another And please be careful when you're driving, because I would like to see you all back here next week. And that's when I'll see you again. Good night. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.